Welcome to season six of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Event Marketing Partners and Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Gretemann Group and Xdan. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. Two guarantees that we maintain you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, <laughs> and welcome to episode 111, 111, Lucky Snake Eyes. Is that what they call them? Guys but if a three. snake had three eyes. Snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody seen a three, three-eyed snake? Okay, I'm not going to. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Megan Powers with Event Marketing Partners and Powers of Marketing. This show is made possible by Powers of Marketing, and I'm super excited to have these guests on with us today. Now, I have to confess, I am using Wave video for the first time for this live broadcast. And so I'm going to do my best to pull up comments and to answer your any questions you might have and all that kind of good stuff. What I can tell so far in the like 20 minutes that I've um, had to prepare for how to use it, <laughs> it's super slick. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, Aww. Megan. We're stoked to be your wave guinea pigs today. <laughs> we can't wait for this thing to just crash and burn and then be resurrected back to this amazing show. And we just hope we do it justice. You know, we're huge fans of you and your show and everything that you do. So thanks for finally asking us on the show. <laughs> well, thanks for graciously agreeing to be on. I think that everyone is going to love learning about how to broadcast live on Amazon. But first, I'm going to read your bios. Jim Fuse of Fusion Marketing and Chris Stone of Cast Ahead are the founders of Dealcasters, live streaming Amazon influencers who interview experts and entrepreneurs while training Amazon customers how to overcome the fear of technology and start and flourish in their content creator journeys. In just over a year, Dealcasters established themselves as a trusted authority, not only in the live video and podcasting space, but also in the education of Amazon influencer program of the Amazon Influencer Program and the development of influencers already on the platform. They've spoken on stages and virtually at PodFest Expo, VidFest Expo, StreamYard Industry Showcase, Agorapulse Agency Summit, Midwest Digital Marketing Conference, Social Media Week, Lima, and others. Jim and Chris collaborate as remote live producers and have led, assisted, and coordinated production teams with clients such as IBM, StreamYard, United Nations Global Compact, MIT, Toastmasters International, GSK, and many, many more. I'm not going to read the whole list. So, so much for the brief bio, right? right? Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I only had to read one, not two. So there's that. Two guests, usually there's two bios. So I'm really, like I said, happy to have you guys here and excited to dig in to this awesome topic. Okay, so for those who don't know that it's possible or didn't know that it's possible and are now watching this or listening to this, that it's possible to broadcast live on Amazon. Jim, why don't you start us off by explaining how it works and then Chris and get in a little bit to how long you all have been doing it now at this point and how you got started and 
you know, and either one of you can answer the, is there an application process still kind of thing? Jim, what? Yeah, so I'll, so I'll start with like the how to go live. And the how to is Amazon currently uses what's called RTMP, where you get a stream key and a URL that you are able to put into most third-party software, or you can actually stream off of your iPhone. Wouldn't suggest it because uh, you're going to be limited in what you can do. But, you know, there's some people that their phone is their thing. So we use StreamYard. We use Ecamm as well. Sometimes we use Ecamm as a virtual cam within StreamYard because it gives us more capability as far as what we can do visually. But Wave, which you're using today, has been given access to stream to Amazon. Haven't tried it yet. It's it's definitely on our list of things to do because Wave does have some nice features. And I, and I get it there in the early days of uh, streaming. But uh, you add products in an app on your iPhone or iPad. It's an Amazon Creator app. So that becomes a carousel underneath the live stream. And so as we're talking with a guest, maybe we're talking about their book or whatever, we highlight that. And once you get to the insider level of Amazon, which we can go into later, your live stream is actually live streaming on that product page while you're talking about not only that product, but sometimes related products. So as an example, you know, Chris and I work with a couple of uh, big microphone companies. And so if we're talking about their microphone is also maybe streaming on competitors' microphones and people are on that page like, oh, no squirrel. Let me click this and see what these people are talking about. But it, it's really easy to do once you get through the uh, ways to do it. You can schedule it in advance. And I don't think it's like with Facebook that there's a seven-day limit. You can go out as far as you want, but we would say you probably want to keep it closer to when you're going to go live because they're actually going to show that thumbnail in advance on the uh, Amazon live streaming page. Yeah, Excellent. just to yeah. dovetail on what, what Jim's saying. I think, you know, obviously it's a live selling platform. Amazon you know, one of the biggest live selling or places to sell in the world, right? And so they really went all in about three years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. Amazon first started doing live selling on the platform with big name people, people that, you know, are celebrities, massive failure. And so they were like, okay, well, this is, we believe we're going to lean into more of live selling, especially what's going on in, in Asia. And so what they realized is the way to do this with with quote unquote influencers is not to get those people that you know they would need to pay a lot of money to get, but to get people that looked like Jim and I and Megan and whomever else that people can identify with and trust a little bit more to purchase items. And so Jim and I have businesses where we work with live streamers, podcasters, and we do consulting and remote production and all of that. And inevitably, we were always having conversations with people about tech. And most of the time, people want a show, but they just don't want to know how the show is made or exactly what they need to buy. And it's just, hey, can you just do it for me? Buy it for me. Send it to me. And so Jim and I were always putting together packages and affiliate links and all of those things. And it just was this weird, just clunky process. And so we were like, we need to do a show. We have to figure out how to do this on a, on a larger scale and be able to use those, use the videos and be able to, to reach more people and not have these conversations over and over again, either with existing clients or prospects or whatever. And so Jim calls me one day and says, hey, we're Amazon influencers. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, and so we just kind of went through the process and we're like, this is where we need to do our show. This is where we can demonstrate how to set up a podcast, how to, you know, talk to somebody about lighting and headphones and microphones and mic technique and all of those things. And so that's where Dealcasters was born. We came up with a logo. We came up with, with 
with the concept. And we really got into doing the show. We had no idea that it would be, you know, financially beneficial or impact any sort of influence or do anything like that. And that really was our intention and still is truly is not to make money, but to actually try to, you know, you know, drive into our, our businesses that we have and really, you know, demonstrate and show that we can do these things, show how we can create an engaging show and demonstrate these things. And when we found out that it was financially beneficial, we couldn't wait to tell other people because we felt like the, the content that's on the platform needed to be better. We wanted it to succeed. And so in the early days of you, YouTube. We all wished we had gotten a YouTube channel. Now there's 58 million and it's not too late, but yeah, I think that's that's sort of where Amazon is right now. I think we're we're trying to get, you know, higher level content creators. That's why we're evangelizing the platform. That's why we did uh, what we did at Vidfest in Orlando recently was just to try to get more people into this what we call the secret weapon of the creator economy. And how does one get in? How do you become a broadcaster on Amazon? You so need well, 5 million yeah. followers. That's right. And <laughs> 16 million subscribers. Yeah. So what we usually recommend is that people start out by just becoming an Amazon affiliate first, right? You go to the Amazon Associates program. And, you know, sometimes there's some confusion like, oh, I got to have a website. Well, you know, Instagram.com, your username is a website. It's really like, where are you going to promote these links? Is it going to be Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever? But then to actually become an influencer, you, you know, it's literally you sign into their, you know, in influencer dashboard to kind of like apply and they ask you to pick one of four platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook business or YouTube. And so we always recommend pick the one that you've got the most, you know, subscribers, followers, doesn't matter if you're a live streamer, let people know that up front. We think they're somewhat looking for, are you engaging on your platform? They don't tell anyone the numbers. If it's YouTube, and I, I think maybe TikTok, you're going to find out right away if you were approved. And with Facebook business and Instagram, they say it could be five business days. And so once you're approved, you literally, you download the Amazon Creator app to your um, iOS device. You can't do it off your uh, Mac or iMac or anything like that yet. And you are able to set up your show and go to town and you also get a storefront, which then you're able to share out with people on social so they can follow you because that's ideally what they want you to do is to get followers then on their platform. So even though you may have thousands of followers somewhere else, then you got to start all over again on Amazon to get people to follow you on Amazon, which a lot of people didn't even know is a thing. So uh, it, it literally, when I applied for us, it took me I think the most time it took me was watching Ross Brand's video. The actual application took less than five minutes and was a, at the time Twitter was allowed. That's what we used. And I was approved instantly. So um, it's really an easy process. It's actually harder with the associate program because you got to give them all these details where the influencer program is just like pick a platform and then you find out and you're off to the races. But you don't have to be an associate to be an influencer, right? We think you should just because if you don't get approved for the influencer program, you still have access to the affiliate links and you can do things like your podcast, put in your show notes products you're talking about, maybe the microphone you're using. So that's why we would recommend people do that. You know, there's kind of a mixed school, but technically I don't think they say you have to, but Chris and I definitely recommend that. Okay. All right. So I think that, like I said, that, that it being a job itself. So, I mean, I, I'm a little bit intimidated. First of all, I'm, I'm kind of upset that Twitter's not a thing anymore because that's where I have the most conversations, the most engagement, the most followers. 
I mean, other than LinkedIn, but LinkedIn's not an option either. So that's unfortunate for me that those are my, are the two platforms. Did they give any indication? Not that it really matters at this point, why they let Twitter go. Okay. No, that's just one of the things too, is that Amazon, you know, there's levels of you as an influencer. You start out what's called rising star, then you raise to insider, then you get to A-list when you get 2000 followers on the platform. And then when you get A-list, you're given a contact so that, you know, so that just tells you how many people that Amazon has sort of managing the program. So you don't get a lot of communication. You don't get a lot of, hey, why did you guys take Twitter off the table? Or, hey, uh, this isn't working for me. I mean, this is why, there's a there's a number of thriving communities, you know, Facebook groups of Amazon influencers, because it still is a pretty shallow pool of Amazon influencers. We still believe there's less than 2000 overall. And so everyone's just trying is doing their own detective work and sharing with each other about, oh, hey, I just noticed that Amazon's doing this because there's very, very, very few, if any people that have a day to day conversation with Amazon. And so they're not to the level of even like YouTube, you know, you can, you know, tweet at YouTube and maybe you know, get a response, even if you're, you know, you have less than a thousand subscribers and you're not even monetized. So the communication is difficult, to be honest. This is still somewhat new. And so Jim and I have some patience knowing that, you know, it's like we believe and they're hiring people. We see that there's there's jobs all the time that are that Amazon's hiring for specifically for influencer video, shoppable video, which we can talk about and the live video platform as well. So there's a lot of guesswork, a lot of detect- work. And Jim and I actually have uh, have a lot of fun doing it, actually. Yeah, no doubt. So if someone wants to know, and, and I know it's like anything else, the answer is going to be, well, it depends. But I mean, in terms of the time that you should dedicate, if this is something you want to get into, and I do have another question, which is sort of separate from this, like you guys are a team, obviously, so you share the load. But if an individual wanted to get into this, you know, what, what do you say to that? The intimidation I mean, factor on time, whether they have the time or not? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll, you know, I think if you're someone who is treating the creator economy, you know, sort of as a quote unquote side hustle, right? Your time is very limited. Maybe you've got a full-time gig, you know, you've got, you know, family, whatever, and you're just looking for something that's going to give you some passive income. I get it. But I truly believe that, you know, Jim talked about signing up for Amazon Associates and the affiliate campaign. So even if you aren't approved as an Amazon influencer, you've got that going on and you could use those links that are provided from Amazon to do, to put them on your blog and to put them on your podcast and like all of the things. But I really believe that, and it is this way for Jim and I, it's, it's one of the multiple streams of revenue that we have. And it is, you know, it's, it's one of the larger ones for sure, but we put a lot of work into it. And it's just like everything, you know, if, if you put the work in and you're going to see the results if you keep consistent at it. And I think that's what we've done. There's not a lot of people doing this and we feel like this is a way to, I mean, heck, we're on Make a Marketer with Megan Powers talking about this <laughs> stuff. So we, so we got to, you know, we got to know enough to be dangerous on it. And so I just, I really feel like, is it a full, yes, there is a number of people that are making a quote unquote full-time revenue from just this. However, 
I and Jim as well are in the of the mindset of you got to treat in the creator economy and you got to treat your revenue like your stock portfolio. You know, you got to in you know it, there has to be diversity there because one thing's going to go this way and another thing's going to go this way. And so if you're waking up and all of a sudden like you see a zero in your Amazon account and then you're completely devastated, it's like well maybe you should have some more stuff going on. And so that's kind of the way I look at it, Jim. I'm not sure. If yeah, I, I mean, I would just add what like what Chris and I do is like we've noticed certain if you want to call it trends, right? Like we had a period of time because of some things we were seeing on Amazon where we kind of backed off of going live, right? We used to go live weekly or more, you know, we've tried to get back into that, you know, and that's more the live stream to us is more about visibility. I mean, sure, you'll make a little bit of money off of a live stream, but it's not like we're making thousands of dollars because we went live for an hour with whoever. And we... Some do. Yeah, some do, but not Chris and Jim, just, you know, for to be transparent. But then what we recommend to people, like some of our friends that have recently become, uh, you know, Amazon influencers is doing product videos. So if you've got the time to like say, the first biggest thing is you got to get three approved by Amazon. So we tell them, find three products, you know, do, we'll say one to four minute video, right? That's probably a good time frame. Kind of talking about, the features and benefits. It's not about you. It's not like YouTube where you start out like, you know, hey, this is, it's just like, hey, we've got this product. This is what it does. You know, answer the questions for the consumer. Because this is, if you think about it, your videos are to help make a purchasing decision. They don't care about you. They don't care, you know, your background. They want to say, okay, I believe this person and you're going to help them make a decision. If they decide to buy it, that's where you get rewarded. So, Our perspective is get into a flow, a system of, okay, I'm going to do a product videos. Like if if you could only do one a week, great, do one a week, but keep that going, right? And then if you start to see that you're having success, that may be where you say, you know what, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on it. To Chris's point, we know some people that this is all they do now. They don't even necessarily go live. They just do product videos and they're doing quite well with it. So I think it goes back to balance, right? I think the danger with the live selling in general or any of these things, right? You could say, you know, the economy with things that are going on, maybe people aren't spending as much. That could, you know, there's so much out of our control. We don't know why people, maybe like this past weekend was Labor Day. People are like, I'm going on vacation. They're not, the last right. thing on their mind is, oh, I'm going to go on Amazon because Chris and Jim need me to buy products. Right. You know, so I think that's the other thing you got to think about. We treat it like a business from the perspective of you got to look at things like uh, buying trends. No different than what you deal with, Megan, in the event industry, right? You got certain times where events are big and hot and then things happen and it changes how things, it's, it's the same thing with this. Like, okay, you know, I went to Home Depot today. And as an example, I started to notice like there's all these Halloween things out there, right? right? So do Chris and I do, we probably won't, but like do we go do videos of in, you know, Halloween inflatables? There's people that are going to do that and it'll make money, you know, for a month or so or pumpkin spice for people like our friend Chrissy Buck. And, <laughs> and in uh, November, December, that stuff won't make anything maybe for another year. So that's the other thing you got to realize is sometimes because something is hot on Amazon and you think, oh, I got to do a video. By the time you get it done and approved, you may have missed the mark. And then you feel like, oh, well, this doesn't work. So you got to have right. a patience. You got to weigh the longevity. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But okay. But so to that, on this, you do product videos. These are not necessarily product reviews or the product videos that you're talking about different 
from a product review and you said approve. So you submit and how long does that process take to get a video approved? Yeah. So it takes about to, to get approved for shoppable video. They call it shoppable video. Okay. As an influencer, it's about four. Sometimes it takes five weeks. And the reason why is it's manual. And so there's a there's people submitting for it and they want to make sure that you're not, you know, like you got to have good quality. So if you get approved as an Amazon influencer and you're submitting for video, make sure those first three videos are rock solid. And, you know, it shouldn't be something that's overly produced when we do our video and we don't use the word review. And the reason why is because there's a whole lot of scouring and botting going on for wow. the, you know, the word review, because a lot of nefarious sellers are paying people to do five-star reviews, which is gotcha. a big, 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 big no-no. And that's why they booted, I don't know, however many hundreds of thousands of sellers for doing that whole thing, not just for influencers, but they were, you know, they were just trying, they were going out and trying to pay people and send people products for five-star reviews, which is a, a big no-no. So our videos are not, and we don't use the word reviews. I've seen other people do it. I just, it's better, it's safe for us to just not use them. But the video, we just kind of keep them around the two-minute mark because it's all about where it's located and where the person who's viewing your video is at in the buyer journey. So, you know, sure, I could get on YouTube and show you how to completely set up this Heil PR40 microphone and go through all the nuances of it and test it with other microphones and test it with, you know, different interfaces. And it could be like a 10, 12 minute video. On Amazon, that's not it. When you're hitting that page, when you're hitting the Heil PR40 page, you'd like, you've already done research you already kind of know it like this is probably the one I'm going to get. And really, there's only a few questions I might have. And so what we do is, you know, we looked around our houses and just found a bunch of stuff that we have. And technically, that's related to our brand, but other stuff is like related to us as humans. And we go and we look on the page and on Amazon's page, you know, success leaves clues, right? So what's the most upvoted question on the product page? If your video answers that question, you have a likelihood of someone watching your video and buying that product and you get commission from that. Right, and so right. that's kind of the way we we work our product videos. Some people don't even do thumbnails. They want it to look like it's kind of just real, a, you know, homegrown. And for us, we don't do things like that because we want to grab people's attention. It's part of our thing. So we want to, you know, put something on a thumbnail that's going to grab someone's attention with colors and the words that would draw them in if they're, if they're on that particular page so that they'll watch the video and make a decision from that point. So... Awesome. I think that answered okay. the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Okay. I mean, like I said, we we could we talk for hours and hours, and I I want to be respectful of your time and of our listeners' time too. So I, I just have a few more questions. I noticed on your Amazon page that the thumbnails for live broadcasts only go back to April, but I feel like have you have you've been doing this for longer than that? So is there a shelf life for how long they'll leave a live broadcast up? How does that work? Yeah, they've started to do that where we can still sometimes access those older shows. Like each show had a specific link and that's where we use redirects with uh, dealcasters.live. But what we've also done as well is we've multi-streamed, right? Because that way the original episode's still on YouTube. That kind of goes back to why getting those, you know, associate uh, links is important because you can put those links on the YouTube. The other thing that we do as well is we turn it into a podcast if it's an interview. So that's 
not only on all the podcast players, but it's also on Amazon Music. So they have started to do that. Originally, it didn't seem like they were going to. But if we go into our creator app, we can go back to you know our very first interview with Jennifer Watson and see how many people watched it, what all the stats were from that show. So we still have that historically speaking, but I, I don't know if it's for different reasons. You know, sometimes products are no longer available. They have seemed to cut back which ones actually show up to the public on our uh, Amazon shop page. Yeah, the content still lives on Amazon. I see. Um, So yeah, you're only seeing, I think, maybe 50 of the last product videos we've done. And then live streams, they limit to the visibility. But I, you know, is anybody going three, four deep on pages on, on our, probably not. But we treat our live shows, our interviews like, like this as recording sessions as well. And so one of the goals of this is to not just because you get them to click on your Amazon store and then you get commission, you get that cookie, right? For 24 hours, anything else that they buy, you get, you're going to get commission for. But, you know, the whole intention of what we're doing, again, is like, this is a person we're interviewing. This is a book that they have. This is their mic. This is products that they've talked about. These are things that could help you. And so, like, go to Amazon because those items are right there and you could just add them to your cart. And it, it's just as a, Jim mentioned the the redirect. So every time we have an interview with someone, you know, we went and bought dealcasters.live for three bucks. And so every time we have someone on our show, like for instance, Troy Sandage was on our show at, you know, talking about his book and we had it, we had a great show. But if you go to troy.dealcasters.live, it goes directly to that show on Amazon. Every single person that we interview, we create a redirect. There's, we create a redirect for products we created. So when we take that content and then we repurpose it to anywhere, Instagram, TikTok, our audio podcast, like Jim had mentioned, it's always in there. And there's always an opportunity for someone to click that and go and because there's nothing worse than a call to action, like go here. And it's like, this is not where this is not I clicked this because I wanted to see Troy. And you sent me to an interview with somebody else like that. There's nothing worse than that. And that's part of our brand. So it's like, if you see that, we're not trying to trick you to buy something. We're like, this is content that you said you liked. Here's the entire show. You know, it just happens to be on Amazon. Right. Well, and that's what I was going to ask, because it seems a little counterintuitive to have a podcast for some where you're, you know, talking about products and somebody can't click on a link. So that's your solution to that, right? A very easy way for them to be able to just jot it down or, you know, whatever, open the browser on their phone while they're still listening to you. So very cool. All right. So do you know how you get featured on the discover page? Chris, if you knew that you would be on you would be on it. <laughs> yeah, you get you get on there. It's part of the reason why someone would want to get to a list as an Amazon influencer. And as I understand it, it's kind of like anything, right? So if you want a million people watching you and you they're from they're from all it doesn't matter what they're into, right? A million people potentially there's a percentage of them that will lean in and go, "Oh, this is make a marketer and this is like my thing." Or you can you could have a hundred people that it goes out to and you know they're in, right? So this is like when you get on the discover page, you're gonna get uh, tons of views, but they're all thumb buys. They're all like everyone who hits the discover page, no matter what. So 
when someone like us gets on there, like we're talking about something pretty specific. It's usually tech related, entrepreneur related, you know, something to help you, you know, content creator journey, that kind of thing. But if you're there to buy a blender, you're like, who are these clowns? Right. So I think, and so it's, you know, we call those thumb by views and you get that anyway, just going live normally. You're going to see thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of views on your live stream. We all know, like it's, you know, there is a percentage of that that are actually like unmuting and watching and maybe engaging in your show. So do you want to, you know, fish in the ocean or do you want to fish in like one of those? You remember those little things you would go to and it was like a place where you were guaranteed to pull in like 20 fish? You know, you had a limit, like it was like a thing where you could go and you could, and, and there was just a bunch of fish in there. It was never any fun, but you knew you could, you were going to pull in like 10 fish as opposed to going out in the ocean. Anyway, that analogy that I couldn't finish, but that's, that's kind of the idea. Get on the discover page. Yes, we, you know, but how many people are really right. going to be true followers are really going to be, uh, you know, following you up a hill when it's time for you to get off the rented land because we, you know, Jim and I, he mentioned YouTube. We have all these platforms that we're on because you never know how long it's going to last. And so we want to build this brand for the long haul. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So my final question that I ask every guest, and you already mentioned a book by our, our friend, Troy. Jim, do you have a, another business book that you can recommend to our listeners? Yes. Growing Your Business Like a Weed from Stu Heineke, who we had on the show. That's a really interesting book. And we turned that into a podcast. And we also had uh, Kelly Roach on talking about conviction marketing. That was another good one. So those are a couple books that I would recommend uh, to people. And we've done interviews with the authors. That's one of the things that we've definitely been able to do with this platform that we find to be a, a lot of fun. Yeah. Two potential guests for making a marketer as well. Yeah. And just for clarity, our, our Twitter is making a marketer because making a marketer is being used by someone else. So that's sure. why I put, I put that there. I know just, they haven't actually posted anything in a really long time, but nonetheless, that is our handle. There's another on, deal casters on, on Twitter, Twitter too. Uh, how dare they? <laughs> All right, friends. Well, I appreciate you so much. And I think again, this is just, we dipped our toe in the water that is Amazon Live. And I think that anyone who's interested definitely has what they need to get started. And I will include on our show notes links to find you guys and to direct to your page and all that good stuff. So thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you. Thank great. you, Megan. All right, y'all. This has been episode 111 of the Making a Marketer podcast. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>